0: To do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. rediscovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. I no longer wear the gold band on my finger.
1: Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to?
0: That's uh, The Emptiest Arms in the World. By Merle Haggard. I think you could apply that to three point shooting or defensive rebounding or all kinds of other endeavors.
1: Ah, well, here, I'm going to tweet your uh, story out right now. There, we, uh, you can see it at Chris Harrington. Uh, Chris's impressions on last night's uh, loss to the Pelicans. Um, obviously, you wrote about the threes. Too many threes, Chris? Let's start there.
0: I don't know. I That's not necessarily too many threes. It's that they were too reliant on that to generate offense. And then, like, you know, you're not making them. I mean, I think they're going to need to shoot a lot of threes without Steven Adams and John Morant there. Right. But that sort of is their predicament. They are reliant on mm-hmm. that. And so, A, they need to shoot better, and, B, they need to do a better job at finding other ways to score. I mean, they did not score in transition last night. You did not get Jaron involved inside the arc very much for field goal attempts inside the arc. And so, you know, work to be done. Uh, in terms of those
1: things, um, is like but the transition is that uh, just a a bad game or is there something about this roster that is gonna? I mean, typically they've done very well scoring in transition points. Is that something about this roster that that uh, is is deficient? And the same thing in um, half court offense that uh, you know does not involve threes.
0: Well, I mean, I think there are some issues roster-wise. I think you know it's, it's harder to run when you don't defensive rebound, and without Steven Adams, right. you're not going to be as good on the defensive boards. I think Marcus Smart, as your point guard, as someone who has played in a slower pace system in Boston for the last several years, and so there may be a little bit of a and he's only played one game in the preseason, and so I, I think he may need to get acclimated to a team that wants to push. Um, the ball and be a more, more aggressive in transition. That is not, you know, his muscle memory is not that his muscle memory is more walk it up. And I think that probably has something to do with it. And then a lot of that, it just happens. I mean, you know, two points is, is right. like, silly. Is, is bad. <laughs> right. And so, you know, but, but to me, like, you know, if you're looking, again, it's one game and you always overanalyze and overemphasize things. Cause it's the only sample right. you have. And then the, then the sample builds, you know, to me, I would, two things sort of jump out to me in, in sort of reflection. I mean, one is that the three-point shooting was just artificially bad. You know, you know, Jaron and Kennard in particular combined to go 0 for 10. If you apply their career averages to, the, to that, that would be 4-10, and maybe you win that game. Um, and then the other thing, and it felt sort of churlish writing last night to dwell on the bench guys, but really it was the bench guys. Like, like I looked at it today, and, like, the Grizzlies won handily when they their starting five on the floor. Um, the defense was great when Jaron and Tillman were both on the floor. The Grizzlies won by 11 in the 26 minutes that Jaron and, and Desmond Bain were both on the floor, which means they lost by 18 when they didn't have them on the floor in 28 minutes. And they just got roasted in the Canard-Larabian-Rose minute. Like Roddy was Roddy was good, but like they just got they just got hammered when when Derek Rose, Jake Larabian, and Luke Canard were on the floor.
1: Well, here's the problem. They're going to still be on. the <laughs> they're
0: gonna like oh they won't all because well, like, at least one of them will be. I mean you do have options. I don't know if the options would be better, right? Would it be better to play Kenneth Lofton over Jake Claravia? Easy to say that, but we don't know that. Would it have been better to play John Concho over Derrick Rose? I have hit it in the preseason. I think there's a good chance they're gonna they're gonna find out that that's the case. Um, so we'll see.
1: And then Santi Aldama will come back, and so one that's of them right. will automatically be pushed to the bench. To your point, and I know uh, the limits of. Of plus minus, but uh, Dez was plus six. Marcus Smart was plus three. Uh, Xavier Tillman was plus three. Um, Kennard minus, uh minus fourteen. Laravia minus minus eleven. Derrick Rose minus ten. The bottom fell out in the second quarter when it was uh, when it was the bench um jaron jackson jr obviously didn't have a good offensive game a couple of magnificent blocks five blocks in total um and he only took nine shots only four inside the arc xavier tillman took 16 shots um taylor jenkins talked about this afterwards about having to figure out how to unlock him offensively inside the arc your thoughts on that
0: yeah, I mean, I, there, there's work to go around. Work from Jaron, work from the coaches, work from whoever. You know, matchups will change. I, I I don't know if Friday night against Denver, in all kinds of ways, is going right, to be like right. a good healthy game for the Grizzlies. But, I mean, this is what Jaron talked about in the preseason about how I'm gonna I'm gonna get more double teams. I'm gonna get more defensive attention. Right. I have to be better at reacting to that. You know, Taylor Jenkins did point out he had three assists. Three assists doesn't sound like a lot. Jaron in his career has averaged one, right? So that's, that's a three hundred percent increase over his typical average. Um, you know, two or four with three assists it would suggest that when he, when he, you know, when he was getting the ball in ways beyond three point taking three point shots, like he did some stuff with it, but it's just not enough. And and it's on him, it's on the coaching staff, it's on the whole thing. I mean, clearly they don't have enough other places to go to for offense, so they have to get more offense out of Jared.
1: Uh, Tillman was good. Uh, He did take uh, and you have championed Tillman taking three-pointers. He took five last night.
0: What do you think of his game generally, and is that
1: Is that too many?
0: I I, I, I thought Tillman played well. I I thought he took too many shots. Period. You know, he took like 16 shots. That is not your recipe. He's not a great finisher inside. By the way, it's not just you know. Right. And and so, ideally, you don't want him that many shots going, finding their way into Tillman. He should be, you know, your fourth, fifth, sixth option in your rotation or whatever. Um, But I thought he played well. He, I mean, he, he showed up on the boards. He moved the ball. He's really good at getting steals and deflections and doing stuff like that. I thought he played a really good game. I have no critique. It's just that he has some limitations. Um, in terms of the three-point shooting, I think when you're a six-eight center who is not a super athlete, if you can be a threat from the perimeter, you need to be a threat from the perimeter. It is in his best interest to develop that part of his game if it can be developed. If you fight, if you get to reach point you where you where you decide it can't like I'm not an advocate for Brandon Clark shooting threes right I don't believe I don't believe in that but I think Tillman does have the ability for that to be a component of his game and I think that should be pursued until you reach a point where you decide this will not work and I don't think they're anywhere close to that point. Uh, Zaya, thoughts on Zaire Williams? Uh, he had a mediocre game. Like we'll see, you know, you know, set that aside and move forward. I, I think when you talk about the starting lineup being good, he wasn't the reason for that. Um, but you know, we'll see. David Roddy, I thought played better generally than Zaire Williams. Like you know, is that a competition? I don't know. It's been one game. Give give it time.
1: Uh, still not worried at all
0: about Luke Kennard. I mean, again, he's he's played five years in the NBA. And he's shot 44 percent on his career. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I saw some suggestion of you know we had that shoulder injury in the playoffs, and you know now he hadn't, he hadn't right. shot well in like four six of 18 games. in the
1: preseason too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: That, that I would wor- I would wonder about that. Except I've been at practices and seen him and Desmond Bay and have like shooting contests in the end of practices, and I, I see all the shots falling, and so I don't. I have a hard time believing that that shoulder injury has anything to do with it. I think shooters have slumps. Even good shooters have slumps. I remember a couple years ago, Desmond Bain had, went for a stretch in the, in the regular season where he hit one out of 17 from three. So I'm just going to assume, just based on the track record, right. that you know, it'll work itself out.
1: Um, the rebounding. Are they just going to get murdered on the boards until they make a deal? I, well, I mean, in four games, they can, they can, uh, they can go find a body. Um, and they won 't be playing you know, this team every night, but you're they're that, not going
0: to be they're yeah. not going to be a good rebounding team like period right but like guess what last year when when you took Steven Adams out, the rebounding like collapsed right. and the defense was still really good, even with bad rebounding and so and that 's kind of what it was last night like the problem everyone wants to point to the rebounding and the rebounding was bad that 's not why they lost the game they lost the game because they couldn 't score. Um, and so I think the Grizzlies, with the roster they have, assuming that Jaron stays healthy and Tillman stays healthy and Marcus Smart stays healthy, etc., they're going to be a bad rebounding team, and still going to be a good. And they're still going to be a good defensive team, maybe even a top five defensive team, even with bad rebounding. Um, so rebounding is going to be a problem. I, I think you try to make it better. You no, it's never. It's not going to be good. And so you know, you try. You try to find. A, unless you make some some trade, you know, I think you try to sign somebody. Um, who could help you not just on defensive rebounding but as defensive presence at the rim because there was no deterrence at the rim when Jaron yeah. was sitting on the bench because you know, that's just not Tillman's game. You know, Roddy played Roddy, five power forward. You know, I, I think, you know, getting Santi Aldama back will help a little bit. He's not great in these areas either, but he's 6'11", and he's going to do a better job than David Roddy or Jake Laravia at grabbing defensive rebounds and, and giving some presence at the rim. So you get, you get Aldama back in the mix, you sign somebody who maybe you know who 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 could help you a little bit. You give Lofton a shot and see what happens. He may be able to help you on the boards at least. You know, nip and tuck around the edges. Like if Conchar gets in the mix, Conchar's a good rebounder. Maybe that's a reason for him to sort of get in the mix. And so I think it can be better, but it's not going to get it's not going to be good.
1: Ideally, over the next twenty five games, how does this team create offense? Like, what do you think that looks like? Desmond Bay has got to go for
0: forty. Thirty one is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, never mind this twenty five and thought. five stuff. We gotta yeah. go thirty five 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 is what we need from Desert Bay. I think I mean they're they they got to shoot better from three. Like Luke Kennard can't be going 0 for five. I mean right. that's the start. And so, you know, Jared gets more involved, Kennard makes shots, um, you're more aggressive about getting the transition. I think Sati Aldama helps there too. Satya Aldama's a guy who can like create offense. Like I, I, I think I think his absence was, was badly was badly um, you know noted in the game last night.
1: Um, In terms of the rotation, obviously uh, you pointed out no Conchar, no Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, The Conchar one sounds like making his way back from whatever he's making was his way back from. But the Lofton one yeah, was sort of—
0: Yeah, he only played one preseason game, so maybe that was part of it.
1: The Lofton one seemed more pointed. He did say yeah. he'd get in eventually, but, I mean, we there will never be as few bigs. I'm just going to go right the, uh, as literally last night because Aldama was out, he's coming back, and you're about to get a body. If he can't get in in that game, um it, it, what did you it, make of that? Not,
0: if not with that roster situation for the Grizzlies against that opponent. Right. Then like, then like, I mean, unless it's like, you know, you earn your way back in terms of playing, getting back in shape or whatever. But situationally in terms of the game, like if you weren't going to play him then, I don't, you know, I don't know. And so I, I think, I think he'll play this weekend. Remember they, they have a back-to-back coming up Friday, Saturday. Right. And so you're going to see the rotation shake up a little bit in those two games. Like I don't think Derrick Rose is playing both halves of a back-to-back. Um, I, I think that Lofton, they're gonna get him on the floor surely in at least one of those two games, and see what it looks like. And so I, I think you're gonna see, I, I think you're gonna see some some different stuff at least one of the two games, partly just because of the back to back. Some of the way
1: they talked about this and the way they played, it underlines the point that you made is that they were. Like clearly taken by taken by surprise with the Stephen Adams thing. Like they they they, they yes. weren't
0: planning for this. You, you, you yeah. could argue that, that you could. Now let me be clear. You could argue they should not have been taken by surprise. Right. And so I'm not absolving them of like should right. they have, should they recognize that this was dicey and you needed another another center on the roster. Like, like that, that's all totally fair criticism. But it's a matter of what I believe to be close to fact. Um, they didn't think this. Was, they didn't think they were going to run the ball out opening night without Steven Adams. Yeah. What did you think of the Pelicans? I was not super impressed by the Pelicans. No. I mean, they had they didn't have everybody. They didn't have Trey Murphy and and Alvarado, but they had their main guys, right? Right. Which they don't have very often. They had McCollum and Ingram and Zion all out there, and I, I don't. You know, I, I think I think that they they feasted on Grizzlies' deficiencies. I didn't. I didn't see that game and think, "Man, I messed up having the Pelicans right. alignment. I think there's a very good chance the Pelicans will be eleven.
1: You messed up by not taking account for Matt Ryan. You know, uh, flying off, <laughs> flying off the bench. Um, all right. In terms of the other stuff, the Zebo Tony uh, intros
0: were nice, weren't they? I enjoyed that. Yeah. No. Obviously, you know, this is the the the, the Tony Allen reentry project is underway in all <laughs> right. kinds of ways, and that was that was that was a part of it. Um, it was kind of it was kind of interesting. I saw people really love the intro stuff. I had mixed feelings about it. Like I didn't like the neon dance routines I, and stuff. I would I would put that back in the closet. Like good good effort, good job trying something new, but like I wouldn't do that again. Um, the symphony I'd take stuff the I was symphony out of
1: the, Keep the Memphis Symphony out of the closet, though. They were awesome. That no, was no, great. No,
0: no, no. I, th- I think that was fine. And I like the live horn section stuff. I would I would maybe make some slight adjustments to that, but I would not I would not mothball that. No. I, I think that that definitely has potential. Uh I didn't like the dance routine so much. Um but yeah, no, I, I it was good. Uh let's see, what other elements did we see? Well, we had Derek
1: Rose being introduced, whatever, that was fairly predictable. We had uh, Rose pros. It'll be interesting though. If he isn't an effective that's got poten- player, that, like
0: that's got potential. Yeah. I mean but I, I think you know, the low stuff is going to be interesting over the course of the year. He, I have a lot of doubts. I think it's pretty clear about how effective right. he's going to be. But I also know that that is not, well, no matter here. what anyone says publicly, <laughs> that is not the main reason he was signed. I mean, I hope they get that too, but that is not the main reason he was signed. And so, like, you know, if, if they believe that he is making a positive impact on their organization off the floor – like no one in Miami is wringing their hands because you know for the last right, fifteen right, years right. or whatever because as Haslam wasn't like grabbing rebounds and so, so so we'll see on that.
1: Anything else strike you from the evening, Chris? Uh,
0: not in particular. Not, not yeah. that I can think of. Let's right. hope whatever the, the, the Canard thing is, like a he can see and b oh, yeah. he can he can get back on the floor.
1: Okay, Canard got hit in the face and uh, Marcus Martin got a tech uh, saying that he should have on a foul. I had never saw I didn't see it slow down. I didn't see the replay, exactly what happened. But, um, and they took him out. They said precautionary reasons. Um, and so he did not come back in the game after that. Yes, let's hope that's true. In terms of the rest of the league, I didn't see a minute of it, so I have
0: nothing to comment on. I, I read all the box scores. Not a whole lot jumped out. There were not a lot of surprising outcomes. Not a lot of surprising, oh, I can't believe that guy's starting. Like, I, you know, I guess the, I guess the one thing I that jumped out at me was like, Cade Cunningham had a huge game, and so maybe like he's going to be back on track to being the player they thought he was going to be when he was first overall pick for the Pistons. Maybe he's going to have a big breakout, but I didn't see a lot particularly notable. Across I mean, the, the Porzingis
1: debut was was yeah, yeah, fabulous, was uh, but we yeah. know he's good if he's healthy, right? Um, yeah. And then the Bulls already have had a team meeting, <laughs> so yeah. at least at least the Grizzlies aren't there yet. You can read piece, Chris's piece over at the Daily Memphian. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis.